Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, where it looks like the governor's claim that the vaccine is a mere personal choice without impact to others is drawing rebuke from experts across the country, including Dr. Anthony Fauci. When you're dealing with an outbreak of an infectious disease, it isn't only about you. There's a societal responsibility that we all have. Meanwhile, Broward and several other school districts have mounted a new legal challenge against the state's mask mandate. Governor DeSantis announced a three-part proposal to recruit law enforcement, but took the opportunity to criticize those calling for police reform. Remember the summer of 2020, there was a fever sweeping the country. Uh, a lot of it was, the, was really targeted at attacking the men and women who wore the uniform, the men and women of law enforcement. That hit a nerve with groups like the Tallahassee chapter of the NAACP saying it's the governor's own rhetoric that's making it hard to recruit those who want to serve. Law enforcement, they can't recruit people because he's keeping that same, you know, the same, the same rhetoric going. He's keeping that same divisiveness going a year later when he could be bridging that gap. And imagine being a healthcare reporter during a pandemic. We hear from one who is already looking ahead to the 2022 legislative session. I think you'll see abortion legislation. I think you'll see maybe an attempt to get those COVID-19 liability protections extended. Today on the Sunrise interview, we talk with Christine Sexton, a returning healthcare reporter for Florida Politics. Then we dive into the law enforcement beat, where the governor flexes his power to squash anyone calling to defund the police. However, groups like the NAACP argue the governor's rhetoric is a disservice to law enforcement. We'll have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, September 8th. Today is National Ampersand Day. You know, the Latin character that depicts the conjunction and, or simply the character with all the curves. Also, there is no shortage of special days. We've got International Literacy Day, Star Trek Day, where you can go boldly where no man has gone before. And adding to that World Physical Therapy Day, just to name a few. Dr. Anthony Fauci was on CNN yesterday and said Governor Ron DeSantis is completely incorrect to suggest vaccines are a personal choice with no broad implications. Here's what DeSantis actually said and Fauci's response. The vaccines have helped people ward off severe illness. Um, and you know, we obviously work very hard to distribute it. At the end of the day, though, it is what somebody, it's about your health and whether you want that protection or not. It really doesn't impact uh, me or anyone else. Fauci stressed that the unvaccinated are a vehicle for spreading the virus. When you have a virus that's circulating in the community and you are not vaccinated, you are part of the problem because you're allowing yourself to be a vehicle for the virus to be spreading to someone else. So it isn't as if it stops with you. If that were the case, then it would be only about you. 
but it doesn't. You can get infected even if you get no symptoms or minimally symptomatic and then pass it on to someone who in fact might be very vulnerable. While continuing to promote the use of monoclonal antibody treatment for early infection on Tuesday, DeSantis did acknowledge the importance of the vaccine, but continued to stress the need for the monoclonal treatment when those with or without the vaccine get sick. So vaccinations are our top preventative measure, but once you're infected, the vaccine does not treat the, the, the disease. So they're two parts, they're just different sides of the coin. Governor Ron DeSantis visited Lakeland Tuesday morning to promote his new three-part proposal to recruit officers in the Sunshine State. It's part of his commitment to recruit brave, high-quality law enforcement officers. But the governor's focus was on the unrest that followed after the death of George Floyd. We're going to stand with the men and women of law enforcement. We did that last summer when all this uh, unrest was happening. I had the National Guard and the state police forces out supporting all the folks on the, in the local areas, handled it very, very well. And we want to thank the people that wore the uniform during that time, which was very difficult. Attorney Mutaki Akbar, who is also the president of the Tallahassee chapter of the NAACP, says the governor should be focused on bringing communities together if he truly wants to make joining the ranks of law enforcement more appealing. And I think it's very irresponsible on the governor's behalf because they try to use the protesters as the ones that are being divisive, but for him to continue to preach this rhetoric it's, it's more divisive than the protest themselves. If he just took a moment to, to listen to, look, we're tired of seeing black men killed by law enforcement. We're tired of the over-policing in our communities. We're tired of excessive force used on black people when we see white people in the same exact situations walk around, walk away unscathed. Just, just listen to that or just look at that and say, okay, how can, what, what can we do to fix that? The governor's proposal offers a $5,000 signing bonus to anyone new to law enforcement, including new recruits or people moving from another state, and it creates a Law Enforcement Academy scholarship program. The program will be taken up in the upcoming legislative session. All the things that we care about, you know, fighting to, you know, for economy, education, all these things that are so important. If you don't have safe communities, if you don't have rule of law, law and order, a lot of that stuff uh, isn't going to matter. And so it's fundamental that we have safe communities and you don't have safe communities if you're not supporting the folks who wear the uniform. And so next up, a sunrise interview with Christine Sexton, healthcare reporter with Florida Politics. Christine is making her return to Florida politics. We're technically starting our journey together this week. Christine has written for a wide range of print and online sites, including Political Florida, Bloomberg, The New York Times, The Associated Press, and most recently, News Service of Florida, among other gigs. So, Christine, congratulations on your newest gig, your return to Florida politics. First, it says a lot about a person who has been able to step away and pick things right back up. You've been covering healthcare for decades. So how do you feel about the new opportunity? Well, geez, I guess I feel a little older than what I thought I was because I've been covering healthcare for, quote, decades. But actually, um, I'm happy, you know, it was a good opportunity. I had worked with Peter before and, you know, Peter has a strong interest in healthcare and it was a good opportunity and I came back, so. Well, what a time to be a healthcare reporter. The healthcare system is in pandemic crisis. 
there's not a lot of good news coming out right now. So how would you describe the state of healthcare, and what's the outlook? Oh, wow. Well, you know, it looks like hospitals are beginning to round the corner in terms of having to deal with the numbers of patients being admitted into hospitals with COVID-19. So that's been on the decline. So that is good news. But this pandemic has put a strain on the county health departments, it's put a strain on hospitals, it's put a strain on doctors, nurses, CNAs, nursing homes. It's, you know, it is a public health pandemic and everyone's had to step up. COVID-19 and the state's response, that's just a lot to cover right there. But I've been particularly intrigued by the outgoing Surgeon General, Scott Rifkes. He has not been forward-facing a lot. We've seen more of the governor being the chief spokesperson on this issue, where you would sort of kind of expect to see the Surgeon General with the governor providing support, but it was been the other way around. What was your thoughts on that situation? Any insight there? Well, first of all, the um, governor, he knows what he wants to do. And I think um, people advise him, but the governor takes a position that I think he wants to take. Um, I would say that one thing that Rivkey's, he it was never in the public eye, but early on in the pandemic um, last year, the, you know, the state would hold daily and then they paired it back to like twice a week and then once a week, they would hold phone calls with healthcare providers, phone calls with hospitals and nursing homes where the CEOs could ask questions straight to the governor's secretaries. And the public generally was not on those phone calls. I mean, I was on those phone calls occasionally just to hear what was being said. But I would say that Rivkeys, although he wasn't in the eye of the public, I would say that he was involved in that those kind of um, administrative kind of wonky things. But for sure, you know, after his candid remarks about the length of the pandemic and mask wearing and being removed from a committee, he was not <laughs> the face that the, the governor promoted or took out with him when he was delivering messages. My experience with him, he's always been very skittish. And like one time I tried to interview him and he, he literally ran <laughs> in the opposite direction. <laughs> I remember that committee meeting. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, well, you know, um, he is still has his tenure position at the University of Florida, so I believe that's where he will be returning. Um, he has that position to return to, but, you know, all along, they had hired him just for that two-year gig, and it was kind of a strange arrangement in the first place, so um, that, you know, the state would essentially lease an employee from you know, another state agency. Mm. And, and that's what they were doing. They were like leasing him from the University of Florida. And, you know, the Lieutenant Governor is very knowledgeable in healthcare. And I think that she is very involved behind the scenes in what's going on. Also, like if you look at her schedule, she's often meeting with the Department of Health. It would be refreshing to see um, Lieutenant Governor Nunez and, and take a more front seat approach. And that's interesting to know that she's been working in the background. So from pandemic response to the sausage making on healthcare policy, what issues are on the horizon as we approach committee weeks? Like what's going to take up the 2022 legislative session? I think you'll see abortion legislation. 
I think you'll see maybe an attempt to get those COVID-19 liability protections extended. So um, those protections for healthcare providers, they actually expire uh, at the end of March. So if healthcare providers are continue, should continue to get those protections during this pandemic, the legislature would actually have to extend that, like pass a law, you know, pass it all over again. Well, it's going to be a hectic committee week and, and session and, and, and what a beat to be on healthcare. It's so right. important in this time. And I wish you all the best. And I'm looking forward to working with you and having you back on on the program to talk about all the scoops you, you come across. Oh, thank you so much. Here's your calendar of events. Flags will fly at half-staff to honor Judge Stephen C. Henderson of the Seventh Judicial Circuit Court. Henderson, who died of COVID last month, first took the bench in Volusia County in 2012. He was 49. The Visit Florida Board of Directors will meet in Broward County at 9 this morning. The Florida Commission on Offender Review will also meet at the same time to review parole cases. The Florida Public Service Commission will take up a series of issues involving electric, gas, water, and telecommunications companies at 9.30. The State Reemployment Assistance Appeals Commission will meet at the same time to hear, you guessed it, unemployment appeals. U.S. District Judge K. Michael Moore will hear arguments in a lawsuit alleging that Governor Ron DeSantis's effort to block school mask mandates has violated laws designed to protect the rights of students with disabilities. Moore will consider a request for a preliminary injunction at 1 at the United States Courthouse in Miami. And the Jacksonville Area Refugee Task Force will hold an online meeting at 1.30 today. I would imagine our guest on yesterday's Sunrise Catholic Charities of Jacksonville will be in attendance. Attorney General Ashley Moody will be in Miami to promote the law enforcement mentoring program Bigs in Blue, which is part of Big Brothers Big Sisters of America. That's at 2.30 at the Big Brothers Big Sisters Carnival Center of Excellence. On the campaign trail, Charlie Crist, candidate for governor, will visit with Little Havana Community Health Center on vaccine outreach efforts. And as he faces a re-election campaign next year, Governor Ron DeSantis tried to dispel speculation that he is preparing to run for the White House in 2024. All the speculation about me is purely manufactured. Um, I just do my job. You know, we work hard. The Miami Herald reports three school boards are challenging a Florida Department of Health rule designed to prevent districts from requiring students to wear masks during the COVID-19 pandemic. Attorneys for the school boards in Alachua, Broward, and Orange counties filed the challenge Friday in the State Division of Administrative Hearings. The challenge contends that the Department of Health overstepped its legal authority and that the rule is arbitrary and capricious. Also, more details are coming out regarding the Marine sharpshooter who fatally shot four people, including a mother and her three-month-old baby over the weekend. A Florida sheriff said an 11-year-old girl who was shot seven times survived. Neighbors of the shooter, 33-year-old Brian Riley, said Riley knocked on their doors and believes Riley would have killed them if they'd answered. Polk County Sheriff said the Marine who served in Iraq and Afghanistan broke into two homes, one of them about 4.30 Sunday morning, where he opened fire as his victims cowered in fear and begged for their lives. The baby was found cradled in his mother's arms. Finally today, thanks for tuning in. 
for today's sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.